All right, welcome to the Tech for Good podcast. This is the HR Tech for Good season. I'm joined here by Ashley Herbert from Recruity. How are you today? Hey, good. How are you? Very well. I was just saying that you've got a, a pretty big title there. What, what, what's, what's, <laughs> what's, your job, what's your job with Recruity? I am the head of product marketing at Recruity. Product marketing. Okay, what is product marketing? What, what is the head of product marketing? at a scalable SaaS CRM company? Sure. Um, yeah, product marketing is the glue between a lot of different teams. So we work with uh, sales, support, product, and of course, marketing. Uh, we are the source of information for all things customer, markets, and products. And we just distribute that wealth in multiple different ways, whether that's taking products to markets, um, building sales enablement material, uh, doing customer marketing, like building community and encouraging uh, engagement there. So multifaceted, always busy. Yeah. How do you, that, that's a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> do you have, uh, do you have teams that report into you and how does, like, how, how does your week go with being, a, with being doing that? Yeah, well, prioritization is key, I would say, uh, figuring out what needs to be done uh, first. Um, I do have one additional product marketeer on the team, and we're currently hiring for a CRM marketeer to focus a bit more on our uh, customer engagement and building out community there. Um, yeah, I, I focus on basically what our company needs to get done. Uh, I really align myself to our company goals for the year um, and planning out everything is absolutely key. Uh, and sometimes that means saying no to quite a few things uh, unless there's a lot of reason that it has to be done. So talk to me about building a community and why, why that's important. Well, our customers are everything to us. Uh, we've already started a customer advisory board. So that's sort of one step we've got there. We've got a, a few people from our, what we say our ideal customer profile um, uh, who are decision makers in the process. And it's just interesting to get their feedback on different topics, whether it's diversity and inclusion or feedback about the product or, or things they see coming up in the markets. Um, and our customers know how to use our product in really unconventional and interesting ways. And we want to get that information out to the rest of them. Uh, we get asked quite a bit to have more information on how other people are using Recruity. So building out that community will definitely be a big help. So if I, I've built out a few communities recently. And I always find that the segmentation of, of it is, is key. What's the like what is the ideal profile of or what is the standard profile of somebody in that community? Yeah, I would say it's a recruiter for sure. Um, I mean, sometimes it's multiple recruiters. Sometimes it's a director of recruitment. Sometimes it could be the CEO, uh, depending on how small the, the company is. Um, we are a best fit for probably companies between 50 and 200 employees, um, especially those that are scaling very quickly. We have a lot of tools that sort of help that automation process so you can either collaborate with other people uh, within your company or, you know, take some manual tasks off your plate. And how you're where we're talking and you are from, you're living in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. How did yeah. that feel about? Uh, yeah, well, I'm originally from Alabama. I've lived in Austin, Texas for a few years and uh, always wanted to travel and live somewhere else. I don't know. I was just born with that 
travel bug, I guess you could say. Um, so I got an opportunity to do an MBA at uh, UFA, which is University of Amsterdam, and just booked a flight. Uh, have never been to, had never been to Europe uh, before in my life. <laughs> just showed up and crossed fingers that it would all work out. And yeah, I fell in love with Amsterdam, uh, met a lot of really great friends in the MBA and uh, just stayed around. So now it's been Was five years. You just speak an MBA? Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> it was, but it was a lot of different people from different countries as well. So I think it had to be. Um, I, we only had one Dutch girl in our main class, and then the, which was a full-time class. And then the part-time class, there was maybe an additional three or four, but everybody else was from South Africa and China and uh, Kazakhstan and the US and Mexico. So it was a very diverse group of people. Um, and thankfully it was in, it was in English, at least for me, because Americans uh, don't typically have more than one language <laughs> under their belt. So. Language aren't great either. Um, so how, how did it, how did you enter the world of HR tech? Why did, why, why did that interest you? Well, I come from a background of sales and I'm a very, uh, I guess, talkative person. I like speaking with people uh, and I find that the HR community is very much the same, especially recruiters. Um, it's actually one of my favorite industries to work in so far, just because as a product marketeer, I need to understand our customers. That means getting on phone calls and doing interviews and getting all that feedback and I find that people in the HR industry are just so easy to talk to and so willing to give feedback and really participate, which also makes me really excited to build out a community eventually because I think this is really such a great group of people and they want to be involved in the communities, but it's not a lot of uh, pooling on that side. It's definitely yeah. like you build it, they will come kind of thing. What are the big challenges that your customer base are facing? What are the, what are the problems that they're hoping to solve? Yeah, um, well, on a basic level, it's really, there's probably only one or two, maybe three recruiters in the company and they're scaling the entire company. So that's a lot of work on them. Uh, so anything that helps them to do that easier, to do that faster, to do that with less manual work, uh, that's definitely a plus. Uh, adjusting to the whole Corona, you know, um, remote or whether that's fully or hybrid. That was also a big challenge for a lot of people. Um, how do you take that remote, not just in your processes, but also how do you get out your um, company culture in a remote way? How do you bring that to the remote uh, environment within your company, but also to showcase that externally, do the onboarding process remote? So that's been a big challenge, I think, over the past year. Uh, people are finally adjusting to it. And from what I understand, talking to our customers, they're now just documenting all of the things that they've been doing, looking at what's worked, what hasn't, but it was very much uh, yeah, changing the engine while the airplane's still flying kind of thing. Uh, it's just seeing what works, so. Did you have to change the engine at recruiting to a certain extent in that time? Yeah, we did. I mean, luckily we were already kind of going towards, you know, encouraging people to work from home if they wanted to, opening up that door at least a little bit. Um, we were already using recruiting as far as uh, recruiting people. So that was a very big helpful step there. We didn't have to get a new tool to help us do anything remote. Um, it did uh, ramp up our integrations team a little bit, you know, where we added Zoom and Google Meet and Microsoft Teams and stuff because that was an urgent need we saw. 
Um, the company culture thing was probably a little bit of an adjustment, uh, but I would say our company culture is very open and transparent. So the fact that you can continue to do that through Slack, and we of course have our monthly meetings and um, we try to put everything on general channels as much as possible, I think makes it a little bit easier because you're not leaving people in the dark of like what's going on. and. You know, especially the transition of you see businesses you know, not being able to survive anymore it makes people a little worried about what's going to happen to them. And I think our C-level did a really great job of making people feel like, okay, you're our number one priority. Maybe we'll have to cut some other things and that's okay. We'll make that work, but uh, you will still be here. Um, and they made that very clear at the very beginning. Uh, and I think that encouraged everybody else to stick with it and uh, feel comfortable and feel safe and secure that they would have a job. And um, yeah, we had a really great year last year uh, in sales as well and in acquisition and retention. So people put in the work and um, yeah, you definitely saw that. And before we, we went on, uh, you mentioned that uh, you guys are real advocates of solving the big problems, maybe not through your own, your own tech, but in educating uh, your mm -hmm. client base. Talk to me a little bit about that. So some things that we've talked about, especially with our customer advisory board and just talking with, with our current clients is they're coming up across these issues like how do we make sure that we have an unbiased hiring process? How do we tackle the whole diversity and inclusion issue? Um, you know, not just because there are outside forces that are coming down saying you need to tackle this, but also I think it's somewhat of a internal drive as well to, to want to be better. Um, and there are some tools, of course, that will help you with that. They make it a little easier, but we wanted to go beyond that and, and not just put that like tech bandaid on it, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. um, really try to help people solve it in a systemic way. And we believe that uh, putting in place a collaborative hiring process definitely helps. Um, you're getting different perspectives uh, from people in your organization different opinions. Um, the candidate gets to see the different faces of, of what your organization um, has to offer, not just the recruiter or maybe the recruiter plus a hiring manager. They get to know. Um, we have a, an interview stage where you interview with our C-level, actually. Uh, so they get to know people. Uh, you feel more comfortable. You get to know the organization. Um, if you have like a meeting with other team members, you're already kind of starting that onboarding process as well. They know who they're gonna be working with. And um, we find that it solves things on a bit more of a systemic uh, level than just, you know, checking the box of now we have an unbiased hiring tool, so. If you were to set up your own company tomorrow, so you stole all the ideas. <laughs> and you go on, how, how would you start from day one and make sure that uh, you created a diverse workforce? Gosh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I, I think that I try to tackle and understand what my own biases are. Um, maybe as a woman, that means I look for women automatically uh, and just being aware of it is the first step. Uh, I think having a, like a hiring team that you set up, whether that's made of recruiters or maybe that's hiring team, the, the team of, that this person will be on eventually, um, having sort of this little group of people to help give you other opinions, not just yourself, mm. uh, definitely helps a lot. It's good to hear other people's 
insights. Um, I love doing interviews with other people because they also ask questions that I didn't think to, to ask that really sheds a lot of light and um, gives perspective of how this candidate would do in this role, what their background is. So um, I think not only looking internally, but also relying on the perspectives of others around you really to check yourself there. Yeah. I'm not even sure what my biases are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a bit difficult to to really nail down what it is. And I'm sure that I'm missing some, maybe, you know, that I'm not aware of. But I think even taking the step of sitting down and saying, okay, who do I naturally gravitate towards? It's probably somebody that looks like you, comes from a place similar to you. Um, so just pushing yourself just a little bit more, I, I think, uh, can help you to be a bit more diverse and inclusive. What's, uh, what's exciting you most about what's coming next uh, with Recruity? Yeah, we're uh, with that collaborative hiring story or topic, I guess, we're, we're really pushing hard on, on that being the kind of material that we want to enable people with, um, whether that's creating a masterclass where you can go and get a certificate on building a collaborative hiring process within your own organization. Um, we, we already do this at Recruity, so we want to get out our expertise to, to others. Um, but then also hearing how our customers are doing it as well. So we're doing right now a lot of research and content building into, uh, yeah, how to structure that, uh, what kind of problems it solves, getting perspective from other people on how they set it up, uh, so that's going to be our big focus for the next year. So that's really interesting. So to not just be seen as a CRM, but to build a community and then be seen almost as a trusted advisor as well yeah. by, by doing that. That's a, so is that, is that what the roadmap looks like? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, we're, we're rolling out this, this story, this belief, I guess you could say of, of how we think, um, how we believe at Recruity that the others can can find that uh, solution to diversity and inclusion and um, reducing unbiased hiring. Um, we kind of already do this at the moment in product and in our customer success and support teams. Uh, we already have tools that enable these kinds of things. Our customer success and support teams already encourage people to hire like this when they're doing onboarding and doing trainings and stuff. Um, but we want to externalize this, all this knowledge that we have, all this information and bring people into this community in this way of thinking. Because there are people out there who think that this is not like a new thing that we're making up, but, but uh, we've been doing it for a while. It's been really successful. We want to share our success with other people um, and also want to learn ourselves because I'm sure there are other ways of doing it that people you know, have ideas on that we can also learn from. And the, the products that you use to help you with unbiased hiring and uh, diversity and inclusion, are they, are they, are they like add-ons from other companies or are they built in-house? Um, well, the way that we do collaborative hiring at Recruity is just the process that we've set up. I mean, of course, we use Recruity to recruit people. Um, that's kind of the nice thing about it, actually, is that we get to use our tool almost every single day. Um, but it really is the processes that are set up. So who do you want in these interviews? Um, how can people help source? Uh, we do have a, a referral portal that we're launching pretty soon that, that does encourage that and helps that. And we have our own referral uh, 
I guess, challenge within recruiting. So we want others to, to help us source good talent because we think that, you know, great people hire great people. So why not disperse the, the workload and have people help? So maybe they're not involved in the direct hire, but uh, they referred somebody who eventually got hired or at least got along for far enough along in the interview process. Um, for example, for me, for the CRM marketeer that we're hiring, I have the product marketing team doing the initial interview. And then the next stage is we bring our director of marketing and our director of customer success in there. And then the last stage is, uh, is our C-level. So, and then of course they will also, you know, maybe meet the bigger team. So there are multiple steps there where we bring in different people to get different perspectives. And um, yeah, I think that's, it's mostly about the process and not so much about exactly what tools you're using because technically, could you do this with an Excel sheet? Of course, uh, gonna be a little bit more difficult and time consuming, um, but yeah, it's really about how you set that up at your own company. And who in the HR tech world or HR world do you follow, do you look up to, do you look to learn from? Yeah, I follow uh, uh, Hung Lee, I think his name is. He's the, he does the, um, the newsletter I always find really interesting. Also, I like his Facebook group quite a bit. Uh, I get a lot of really cool perspectives. I mean, these not all of these people are recruiting customers, but I love getting that insight into how people are thinking. Um, it's also nice because it is a community and it you know, encourages us to build our own community. We do have... Um, uh, talent acquisition innovators, whether it's a podcast, but it's also a Facebook group. So I get insight from, from that community as well. That is a bit more diverse between recruiting and non-recruiting customers, uh, where the community we will build at some point will just be community uh, recruiting customers. We'll talk about recruiting things. But um, yeah, I really love getting insights into there as to how, what challenges people are coming across, how they're solving them, um suggestions on content or podcasts or whatever to listen to so yeah, cool yeah i've i've, uh, I've interviewed uh, hung lee a couple of times on the oh, other nice, yeah. still waiting on him to reply for this one though <laughs> big job now he's hard to get maybe to. he's listening now <laughs> <laughs> all right look uh, thank you so much ashley that is us for today and uh yeah uh, best of luck with it all and yeah thanks for having me all right take care thank you you too